Welcome to Achieve More, the High Performance Transformation Podcast, where we discuss tactical, easy-to-use ways to help community and broader public sector organizations, teams, and individuals to transform and achieve higher performance. I am your host, Michael Scheel, and I am a high-performance coach and transformation consultant. I help people and teams find their vision, learn how to overcome their barriers, improve, and transform their lives and organizations and achieve so much more. All right, welcome to episode number 13, how to keep people on track. So last week, I focused on how to get derailed projects back on track. Uh, This week, I want to talk about how do you manage the people reporting into you on a project, particularly if they're not part of your unit, maybe they're not even part of your organization. How do you keep them involved? How do you keep them on track, even if the project isn't off track and it's going forward? Uh, I think it's a really important topic. Um, I think this is most important for non-project managers who aren't used to managing people, but it's really important too for any of you who manage projects where, again, you don't have uh, the, the project team members might not be part of your unit. Maybe they report into a different manager or even different organizations. And the reason that that lateral leadership can be a bit of a challenge is they might have other exigencies that rule their day. They might have other fires that they have to put out, other things that are super important to them that they're getting measured on that has nothing to do with your project. And so maybe they're they're more inclined to give your project a bit of a short shrift to deal with the other things that are typically more on their plate. Uh, So what I want to do for you today, uh, I've got uh, five principles to give you and seven or eight steps that you can do every single time. Uh, that that are these aren't big major things but they're the little things that you can do that together help keep you and your project team members happy and on track so let's jump right in Uh, principle number one uh, let's think of the win-win so what is it that they want out of the project and the rule and what do you want out of the the project and the rule so you need to be clear with them about what it is that you're expecting from them and what quality looks like and what that what what the the project gets out of their input but then you need to also understand and you need to show them that you understand what they're going to get out of it and if they don't get much out of it then you need to make it a sweet deal to to keep them keep them involved as much as possible so i'll go into this a little bit more in the steps but it's number principle number one is think about the win-win principle number two is plan this is the this is probably to me one of the most effective things to do plan well in advance when do you need their input I like to tell the the people that I bring onto my team that are outside of my organization, maybe they're SME that works full-time somewhere else, and they're just doing this on the side uh, just to be nice to you. So I like to plan it out well in advance. Here's when I need your deliverables. Here's what they look like. Here's when I'd love to have you in meetings. Um, Here's specifically the days, the hours, et cetera. Here's your total hours for the whole project. As much as I can, I want to tell them that so that they can arrange their schedule around it. Number three, make them accountable. So the one of the best ways to keep people on track and to keep people you know, honest, if you will, is to make them visibly accountable. Make sure that you know that there's a way that everybody knows that they're, they're responsible for certain deliverables. And we'll talk about more, more about that in a few seconds, in a few minutes, I should say. Uh, principle number four, um, you want to set in place the process to hold feet to the fire. So there's certain tricks you can do, which we'll talk about. That, that keep people accountable, that keep the pressure on so that they continue to do it and they don't just do it in, in fits and spurts. And then number five, communication. Uh, communication, which we'll talk about in a second, is such a great way to hold people accountable, to, to show the world here's what we're doing and here's why we're all on track, 
And if everyone is invested in seeing successful communications, then they'll be, they'll be invested in giving you success as well. Okay, so the five principles. Number one, look for the win-win. Number two, plan it out. Number three, make them accountable. Number four, uh, set the process to hold everybody's feet to their fire. Uh, and number five, communicate. Okay, now some actual action steps, what to do. Um, step number one, get visible senior sponsorship or approval uh, and make sure that it's visible that they're approving and that they're seeing what's happening. So if I need to have somebody from a different unit involved uh, in, in my project, I'm going to want to make sure that I communicate with their boss or their manager, the senior executive who's in their unit so that they know here's what your, your people are doing and how they're helping us out so much. It's a bit of a win-win for everybody. Uh, and also, I want to make sure that that person knows that their boss is seeing that they're putting in the good effort and that they're doing good work. So get that vis visible senior approval. Make sure that they're being communicated with and that the staff know that that communication is happening. Uh, number two, share the load and be transparent. Uh, figure out who will who will do what. Uh, hold a team meeting to 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 review it. So you want to figure out if these are all the deliverables. Here's the four or five team members, or the two, or the one other, or the ten, or the twelve, whatever it is. Figure out who's going to do what on your project. Hold a team meeting to review it. Be clear about who is doing what and why in front of everybody. Everybody knows what everybody else is doing, which is really important. You want to be clear about expectations, and this is where a lot of people don't put in as much effort. I like to be really clear in terms of depth and breadth for my project deliverables. So I'd love to come up with, I, I get my, my team members to come up with, or I'll work with them to come up with, here's what the table of contents looks like. Here's a sample of what the content might look like in that deliverable. Um, here's what that here's what that is. The other thing I like to do uh, in that kickoff meeting or in those kickoff meetings, if you have a couple of them at the beginning, is I like to provide guidance on how people can be successful in their role. So as you go over what everybody's role is on the team and what they're going to do, you can provide guidance on how you can work with them to help make sure that they're as successful as possible. And you know you got to under, underscore in those meetings that you're all only all only going to be successful if everyone pulls their weight. So when you're all in it together, that puts the impetus on everybody to really sort of pull together because nobody wants to be the odd person out that, that pulls you back. Step number three, keeping people on track for what they're going to do, use a project plan. It can be a simple one. It can be a complicated one. doesn't matter. People need to see that their actions are, are in the plan. So A, it just helps guide them because they might not be thinking about what do I do next. But B, it also shows them what the impact of them not doing their work will have on the rest of the team. Uh, number four, I like to, uh, to set regular project meetings. Uh, these can be e even 10 or 15 minutes. They could be five-minute scrums at the beginning of the day. It doesn't matter. Um, I like to, to basically, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say number four and number five, I'm going to blend together here. You want to have project meetings, and you want to keep it regular and consistent. You want everyone to know that they're going to be regularly checking in. It could be weekly. It could be daily. It could be twice a week. It could be every two weeks. doesn't matter. You set in advance. Here's when the project team is going to meet. Here's what we're going to discuss. And all of you are going to be presenting where you are with your deliverables and your actions uh, at that point in time. That help, helps keep everyone involved, helps keep everyone sort of figuring out who's doing what, and, and it lets them know that they've got to they've got to keep up the pace, etc. If they don't think they can make that, in my experience, most people will tell you that, so you can work with them to get around that. But otherwise, it's going to keep everybody uh, focused on what they need to do and what their next steps are. The next step is um, really is, is all about helping your team succeed. So this isn't a, a separate step so much as, I guess, a mindset. I like to sit back and think, for all of my team members, how can I really help them succeed? 
You know, do they have the skills to do what I'm asking them to do? Maybe they do. Maybe they're missing one or two. How can I help them get that? Um, do they have all the input that they need? Do they have all the material? Do they have the background context? What is it that they need to be able to succeed in their role and the deliverables that you're asking them to do? You want to give them those those tools, those timelines, and that guidance to be as successful as possible because when they're successful, you're successful and the whole project succeeds. Uh, the next step that I like to do is work together when things go wrong. So uh, as I talked about in the last podcast, things will always go wrong at some point in time of the project. Things get derailed. Uh, I'd love to work with all the team members together, keep them involved to help resolve and address those solutions because when everybody's working together to resolve the crises, get around barriers, they're going to be more committed to the success of the project. And the more committed they are to the success of the project, the more committed they are to doing the things that they're supposed to do for this project. And they want to be able to celebrate that win. So I think that that's a really useful way to do it. And then the final step that I'd like to take is to communicate often. Uh, this helps in a whole number of ways. Uh, it brings light to the project. Um, it's hard to hide and not get stuff done or to get overwhelmed if if you know exactly what's expected and when it's expected. So why I, I, I gave you the advice a little bit earlier of having a plan, make it regular and consistent, check in, tell people what they're expected to do. And then what you do is you communicate this back out and it's through status meetings, communications to stakeholders. Here's our progress. Here's what we're getting done. Um, maybe it's communications up to the sponsors. You know, communicating is really important, particularly if you've got team members from different units or different organizations. You want to communicate back to their their senior sponsors that you look at how successful we're doing. And part of that is because the staff that you've provided us are doing such a great job. And people want to be seen, visibly seen, as part of something that is quite successful. So they're going to want you to communicate often when we're on track. Okay. That was uh, that was really quick, but those were the seven or eight steps that I wanted to talk about. So get get that visible senior approval. Number two, uh, share the load. Be transparent about who's doing what. Number three, use a project plan. Uh, number four and five are sort of blended together. Hold project me meetings, but make them regular and consistent so that everybody knows that. Uh, number six was help your team succeed. Number seven is work together when things go wrong. And number eight is to communicate often. Okay, I hope you enjoyed that. I hope this helps. If you have any questions about this, you want to dig a little bit deeper, by all means, you can reach out to me. Uh, if you like this podcast and you think somebody else can, can learn from it, then please like it and share it. If you want to learn more, you can jump onto my site at scg.team and you can always subscribe to get the weekly podcasts. Thanks, everybody, and happy project managing this week. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Our goal is to help as many people as possible learn how to improve, transform, and achieve higher performance for themselves, their teams, and their organizations. So, if you like what you heard, I invite you to like, share, rate, and subscribe to this podcast. All of that helps others find us and helps us to achieve our goal of inspiring, engaging, and educating people and teams to improve and achieve more. You can also find the show notes to our website on our website at www.scg.team. Anything I reference in today's episode or any important links will be posted there as well. And while you're at our site, you can also subscribe to our weekly email blast so you don't miss anything. Thanks again and have a great week.